Can Jordan Travis win the Heisman Trophy? Yes, he can. And I'm going to tell you the three ways that he can make it happen. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into Locked on Seminoles. I am your host, Brian Smith. Thank you to the everydayers that make this a great show. Please like and subscribe and share this podcast and comment whenever you can. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked on Network, your team every day. Today's episode is going to break down Jordan Travis in different varieties about how and why he can win the Heisman Trophy. And quite honestly, it's not as difficult as one may think. But first, today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is your place to find qualified candidates. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions do apply. All right. Now, let's just jump right in to the Vegas odds for Jordan Travis and the main competition. If you want to talk about the Heisman Trophy and the big box of it, it usually comes down to quarterbacks, and this year is not really a different kind of deal. There could be something wild happen towards the end, but barring something unforeseen, I think we're going to see Jordan Travis be one of four, maybe five or six guys that are really in it, but I'm just going to talk about the top four today in the odds. So right now, the leading candidate is J.J. McCarthy of Michigan. They're undefeated. He's at plus 180, give or take. These are, depending on the sports book, these are the numbers. Penix, the quarterback from Washington, Michael Penix Jr., he's a Florida kid, ironically. He is at plus 275. Jaden Daniels of LSU is plus 350. And then the fourth, depending on which book, he's got the widest variety. That would be Jordan Travis. Anywhere from 800 to 1,400 plus 800 to 1,400, that's a pretty big margin. So we're going to break that down a little bit in, from a philosophical standpoint. And I got three categories here. This, this is the three reasons that he can. The Knowles are absolutely capable of going undefeated, and I quite frankly think they will. We'll talk a little bit about that with the schedule. They have a huge rivalry game coming up on the 11th at home in Doak against Miami. That's absolutely a winnable game and one they should win based on how banged up Miami is and it being a home game, et cetera. And then you got the ACC title game. If you do go through undefeated, and again, I think they will, which team in the ACC do you see playing them? As I noted in the last few days, it's still probably North Carolina, but that team is, I, I, I wouldn't want to bank on that, but is there a better team? I mean, I don't know, in a way for Travis in this scenario, it'd be great if it was Drake May in North Carolina because you'd be going against another great quarterback. But if you win the title game, all eyes are on all these big power five championship games. It's another opportunity to win over the voters. And that's a week on the 2nd of December, a week from the Heisman voting on the, or the presentation on the 9th. That would be very, very important. So Florida State is in a situation where they can just keep winning, Jordan being the main guy. That's kind of the, 
the hump of it. And we're going to get into that. But first off, let's talk about the odds. Why are they the way they are? Like McCarthy's a good quarterback. He has a chance to play in the NFL and all that. Why would he be ranked higher in a run first offense and for a team that honestly hasn't played a very good schedule? Well, it's simple. Michigan's ranked very high. This has become an award and it drives me nuts. Probably some of you as well. That's more about the merits of your team and you being a quarterback than anything else. And I think it's stupid. That being the case, that's not going to change anytime soon because it's been this way for 10, 15 years at least. If you go back pre-2010, Cam Newton was like runaway in 2010, but there haven't been a whole lot of guys that could dominate the way he did. They, even if they hadn't won the national title that year at Auburn, he was probably going to win it. But if you look at any of the finals, any year thereafter, there's a quarterback in the top five every year, even if it's a run-first offense. I mean, there's the Oklahoma quarterbacks that put up big numbers and all that. I get it. But predominantly, did you win and were you the quarterback? Okay, so that's that's the first thing. When you look at Penix, he's a great story. He committed to Tennessee, signed with Indiana, didn't work out, had injuries, transferred out to Washington, and he's tore it up. He's playing for a team that doesn't have a ton of defense necessarily, so he's got to carry him. To me, he's the most dangerous because he could go way up. But their defense gives me a lot of pause, and I'm not sure they're going to make it through the schedule. I think, quite honestly, he's the one that's the boomer bust out of these four. He he's definitely is. Jaden Daniels has two losses, but where would LSU be without him? They got beat by Florida State, so that's a huge edge, in my opinion at least, for Jordan Travis. But at the same time, he's just he's the rudder to that ship. Their defense stinks. I mean, they can't – what they give up to Ole Miss, it was over 50. I mean, come on. that You, you should never give up a 50-burger if you have LSU's talent. That's terrible. But he helped them in just about every other game, you know, find a way at least to be close – or win the game. So it's it's interesting. Florida State with Jordan Travis, though, the schedule is key here. You're going to beat the big Jesus out of Wake Forest this weekend. We've already kind of talked about it. You're probably going to do well in other games not named Miami. I don't have any faith in, in the others. I'm not even going to get into it. There's a chance for humongous numbers. Like right now, he's he's okay. But, I mean, think about this. These are the passing defensive numbers he's going against, and I'm just going to list them off for him to go off. He's throwing for over 200-some yards a game right now, but he has a chance to put up a couple of 300-yard games against these defenses starting this week. Wake Forest, 238.6 a game. They are 85th in the nation. Florida State's going to tear that up. Now, Pittsburgh next week's interesting. They're not a good team because offensively they stink but they give up 195.3, which is 27th in the nation through the air. They're pretty solid. They're still aggressive, but they don't have that dude up front that just dominates. You have to scheme against it. Their D-line just have a lot of good players. Florida State's offensive line, this is a challenge because it's still going to be a difficult defense to go against. They're going to man up on the outside and come after you. But if you're manning up against Keon, and especially if Johnny's back next week and they're a little healthier, Jaheim Bell, et cetera, that could be a 350 game with 15 completions, like crazy numbers, because they're going to play man come hell, come high water. That is just what they do. That game you need to circle. But then, of course, the game after is Miami. I'll talk about that individually here in just a minute. And then they play Florida in the swamp. But Miami gives up 234 yards a game. That's not very good. It's 75th. They play North Alabama. They're going to smoke them. they got to put up big numbers. Florida in the swamp is the last game. It'll be a televised game, obviously. They're pretty good at pass defense, 21st in the nation, 
187.6. I don't think that Florida State should be overwhelmed by, by that. It's not like the SEC is full of, shall we say, great passing teams this year and of being kind. I mean, Jaden Daniels aside, which obviously Florida State went against. But I, I think you're looking at a situation where Florida's numbers may be a little skewed. I know that breaks the hearts of, of Florida State Seminole fans, but their defense is good, but it's not as good as some of those numbers. If he can go for 270 and three scores against the Gators and then have a good game the next week, those are all good things to change these odds. I'm going to update these each week. Right now, again, just, just for the record, 800 to 1,400 plus 800 to 1,400 is where Jordan Travis is. About the fourth guy on the list, but it's still very tight. This is probably the most open it's going to be in any given year. So Florida State's got a pretty good chance to kind of look at it from this perspective. And, hey, we can win out. We can win out with our guy, win a Heisman. All, all those things are in the in the books, and they don't even have to really change what they're doing. The schedule sets up very, very nicely to do so. So second, second thing here we're going to talk about is being undefeated, the team aspect of this. I brought it up in segment one that we're finishing up now. In segment two, how important is it to be undefeated? That's a big part of it. And we're also going to talk about a little bit for the Miami game, and we'll finish up a little bit more about that in segment three and then the ACC title game specifically, why the metrics with all the stuff that goes on with TV, with the eyes, the late voters, all of those things in segments two and segments three. It's, it's kind of important for Florida State to win the games, not just impressively, but Jordan's got to be the guy with all those eyeballs on it. And I don't think anybody's going to be real surprised by that. So anyway, today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. For me personally, I like to be involved with college football in pretty much any way, shape, or form. So I prefer over-unders with teams, but you can also look at it from a player perspective. Quarterbacks, to me, are the easiest thing to look at because just like I'm talking about with Jordan Travis, over-under 250, over-under 280, like passing yards. Or if you want to go with lower numbers, use something as simple as touchdowns. Just look at the other team they're playing, whether it's the Knowles, whether it's somebody else. Look at the stats. Let it be your guide. That's an opportunity. That's how I do it. You can certainly do it any way you want. I like over-unders with touchdowns and just kind of looking at the numbers for the team that they're going against. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match of up to 100 bucks. Again, that's prizepicks.com forward slash college and use code college for a first deposit match of up to $100. This show is also brought to you by LinkedIn, LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is a great opportunity for you to grow your business. Every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn helps you find the right people and for your team faster and for free. Look at it this way. They help you streamline your process. You don't want to be wasting your time on finding talent when you need to be making money. You don't have the time to do it. It's not efficient to sit around and try to do it yourself. You need a platform, which LinkedIn is that platform, to make it better for you. You have screening questions and different 
types of dynamics that they have set up because they are the experts to help you to do that quickly and efficiently. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Now, let's talk a little bit about undefeated. Think about how many Heisman guys played on a team that's undefeated or at least just one lost. Here any, say the last, again, since about the Cam Newton era started in 2010, that is the strong trend. There's been some exceptions. Johnny Football in 2012 played on a good A&M team, but they, you know, they played in the SEC West. Okay, but that's the exception, not the rule. If Jordan Travis is going to get this thing done, he's going to have to find a way to get it done in, in real simple fashion. They need to go undefeated. It's in the ACC. You're not going to get as much help with this kind of stuff. It, it's, it's really important not just to win these games too. Like against Wake, you can't win 27 to 20. It needs to be 47 to 17. You know, you need to smoke them. Leave no doubt. So with the point about being undefeated, the only game left other than Florida that can be remotely close in my eyes is the is the obvious, and that's Miami. They're a pretty good team, obviously, Jekyll and Hyde. You don't know what you're going to get, but they're going to bring their best in that game, you would assume. If you lay the hammer down, kind of like Miami got smoked last year by Florida State, then Jordan, right now he's fourth, he's going to be one or two pretty quick because if they're going to beat Miami like that, they would have – Probably, really no other way to do it barring turnovers unless Jordan is just killing it, running and passing. I don't care which way it is, but he needs to have that signature play in those games too. Also of note, with that game with Miami, there needs to be a moment. It doesn't have to be like the fourth down play that he had because that was just incredible a couple years ago in Doak. But there needs to be something that is going to leave a memory, maybe early in the game that set the tone and – Maybe you win 34-20, something like that. And this was the play that got the got the ball rolling and took Miami out of their game plan because they're going to want to run the football. That They're a run-first team. Get them out of their game plan. Force it to them. Take the game to Miami. And that's a deep ball, which, quite honestly, if there's one thing Jordan has done great this year is hit the big play. Now, sometimes he throws it up to Keon, but I get it. He's thrown a lot of balls down the field to put him in a position to make those plays. Keon can do it, and obviously Johnny Wilson's another one. I still keep coming back to the guy that I've talked about several times the last couple of weeks, though. Do not be surprised in that game if Jaheim is one of those guys. Tight ends can be huge weapons in big games like this because Miami or any other team is going to want to try to take away Keon, understandably so. One-on-one, all day, Jaheim Bell. Do not discount him, Mr. Jordan Travis. So if you really look at it, there's no reason that they can't get there, right? It's just, it's there for the taking. But can you find anything else in that in the regular season games? Again, Pittsburgh is the only other one I would even remotely think. And I'm not buying the swamp with that, with that defense. I think it's overrated. They're good, but they're not great because they're 21st right now. And the SEC passing game in general is not there. So their pass defense is a little little bit worse than that. They've got some pretty good corners, though. Jordan Travis may have to ad-lib a little bit, which he's famous for, but that also means run more. 
he doesn't have a ton of rushing yards this year. And I know they're protecting his shoulder to a certain degree, but the Miami game and the Florida game, take your pick, maybe both of them should be opportunities for him to have a highlight real play. Again, you want media just, just constantly playing these things. If you're going to win a Heisman and you're Jordan Travis, and I'm sure if he talked to the media, I'm not thinking about it and all that he's human. You want to be in the Heisman race. I mean, it's, how could you not want to be if you're Jordan Travis? So that's something else to think about. If it comes down to it, he's going to dive. He ain't sliding. You know what I mean? Like if it's third down and three at the 10-yard line and you want to get a first and goal, he's he's diving for that five, trying to make sure he gets way beyond the seven. He's not sliding. Uh, for any of, you though, any of you that didn't see it, the Pittsburgh-Wake Forest game ended horrifically on a perceived slide by the Pittsburgh quarterback. They had to punt. He got the first down, in my opinion. But where they marked him was terrible. Wake got the ball, and then they scored with like five seconds left. Dive. Don't slide. They've done a terrible job with that rule. Last thing, segment two. If he is going to win, there also needs to be some help. When you play Florida, when you play Miami, what's the most important unit for a quarterback? The O-line. They've gotten much better. They're pretty good at pass protection, and the run game is on the uptick. Pittsburgh, Miami, and Florida all had the potential, based on their talent, to give Florida State fits in the run game. Third and seven, even with a great quarterback in the NFL, is not a good down and distance. Just a little wild card there. The O-line, like against Miami's D-line, Miami's D-line's pretty dang good against the run in particular. They, they get a lot of run stuffs. Can't be in third and seven all day. Now, I mean, Jordan could win the Heisman with that, hitting a whole bunch of third and sevens, but that's not how you make your money, if you know what I mean. Got to make sure you're consistent, balanced, and that's that's on his teammates. But this, as they say, is a team sport. But I, I have this written down here with a big asterisk. Run game is going to be key because that's how you hit play action, and that's how you get those magic plays down the field. One-on-one with Keon, one-on-one with Johnny. This is not rocket science. Make sure you have those opportunities as often as possible. Also, before we get into segment three and talking about the ACC title game, real quick, make sure you check out Locked On College Football Live every Friday at 11 a.m. If you cannot catch it live, you can download it. It's on any of the YouTube channels here on Locked On Seminoles or across the Locked On Network on the YouTube pages. It's pretty cool because there's all kinds of opportunities to check out the different people that run these different sites, game previews, injuries, betting odds, you name it. They're going to be talking about different things across college football. Again, 11 a.m. every Friday here on the Locked On Network. Check it out on any of the YouTube channels. So before we go into segment three, this show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, number one sportsbook in America. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, and that's win or lose. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. If the app is easy to use, there's a wide range of betting options, like you could do parlays, spreads, player props, over-unders on the games, the players themselves, and more. Go visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. Third segment, the ACC title game. 
And I tried when I was setting up this show to figure out the best way to describe this, but there's no other way to put it in my mind and be honest. It's a hodgepodge. I like having guarantees when I do anything on these shows. If there was ever something that wasn't a guarantee, it's this freaking game. And the reason I say it is the ACC is a slush pool again in terms of everybody fighting to get out because there are teams that are right around 500 in the league right now that could still do something. Or even a team like Louisville, who looked horrific against Pittsburgh, could still end up in the ACC title game. With that being stated, as I mentioned in the opening, I'm still going with Carolina. That is my best guess. Now, now that I've said it, I've probably jinked the Tar Heels. It is what it is. But again, for Jordan Travis to win the Heisman, this would be his best chance, in my opinion, because Carolina's got a perception to it, fairly or wrongly, and it's because of Drake May. If you outduel him, who's going to be a top five pick in the draft, that's going to help. And it's going to help a lot. And it's just good for the program, too. I also think one other thing that's very, very important, very, very important. This is a chance if you were to beat them convincingly as a side point, there would be discussion during that game by the broadcast. Let's say they Florida State's up 21 to seven and a half, and they're just very convincingly beating the Tar Heels. The commentators and all the people watching the game, Heisman voters, would get a glimpse of what Florida State's capable of. Again, fairly or wrongly, quarterback, highly ranked team. That's just the way it is, brother. It's just the way it is. And Florida State's top five team by anybody's measurement right now, anybody sane anyway, and top three by some people. So you have to look at this as an opportunity that's golden. If it is Louisville or somebody like that, you need to win by even more, in my opinion. Because, again, just as a note, he is at plus 800 at best. Some of the other people, McCarthy, like 180, 220, somewhere in that range, people like his odds better. Do I think he's having a better season than Jordan? No. He's at Michigan. They're ranked higher. This quarterback, high-ranking teams. These, a lot of these people that vote on the Heisman, I don't think they watch enough, but that's another story for another day. So finally here, if they can win the ACC title game and, and the voting and all that will end there, and then you have the announcement right after, what do you have to do? What do you have to do? Is there anything else? Because like I, I just want to say this based on everything I've heard, and I've never met Jordan personally, you couldn't pick a better young man. I mean, he's a great representative of college athletics, his family, Mike Norvell, the Seminoles, Florida State as an institution, etc. If nothing else, that should get him in to the finals, in my opinion, based on, and I've spoken to a bunch of people, a bunch of people that deal with him, etc. around Florida State, around the media, and people that just know him in some way, shape, or form that cover him as a high school, whatever it is. It's like an open book. And I know this isn't something I mentioned going into the show. I just, I just want to give a shout out to him because he deserves it. He's a great guy. Florida State is very fortunate to have Jordan Travis as their representative behind center. Great guys like that don't get enough acclaim. It's cool that not only a great player is representing Florida State, but it's somebody, if you're an alum or a fan, whatever it may be, Hey, man, check this guy out. Look what he did off the field. Look at how his press conference was. That's good for Florida State. We need more people like that in society in general, sport or otherwise. Jordan Travis represents the best. So once again, I think they have to go undefeated. 
there's really no way around it. You got to play not only well against Miami, he's got to be a primary factor for why they won. And then he has to have a dominant performance, preferably against the Tar Heels because they got Drake May. If those three things come to fruition, and they absolutely can, Jordan Travis can be the 2023 Heisman winner. Just saying. So with that, everybody have a great day. Thank you very much. And I'll talk to you soon.